This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This BFM Budget 2023 special is brought to you by Ma Singh. 7.37, Monday the 27th of February. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run with Philip C. Chong Jensen and I'm Wong Xiaoning. Now, as we know... It's the first Monday after the budget and of course we're going through many aspects of the budget including on the breakfast grill. What is on today, Philipsy? Who are in the hot seat? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to do a panel conversation with Solian Singh. He's the head of tax at KPMG and Dr. Trisha Yeo, the CEO of Ideas. Because this is a really interesting budget. This is a retabled budget 2023 in 2023. This was done, I think, three, four months after Prime Minister Dadusri Anwar Ibrahim came into power taking note that he was a finance minister close to a decade, two decades ago. Two decades, two decades, decades ago, ago, my goodness. You yes. know, I wasn't even out, even out here from university. So just seeing how this budget has shaped and will basically get a sense of the policy priorities of this country in the short term and even in the mid-term, long term, it will be the content of the conversation in this panel. Interesting stuff. So do tune in. That's happening after the 8 AM News Bulletin. But in the meantime, like we say, Budget 2023, very much the focus of our conversation today. And what we did see was it had become or was or is the highest spending allocation ever at 386.1 billion ringgit and that's much higher compared to the initial budget table last year which was 372 billion now this revised budget will see the government spending 289 billion on OPEX and 99 billion on development expenditure the, this retable budget is based on the new Prime Minister's Malaysia's Madani framework, promoting unity and diversity as well as transparency and good governance in all aspects of the country's development. Significantly, the government is projecting a GDP growth of 4.5% for this year while acknowledging a weaker external outlook, ongoing geopolitical instability and a projected easing in global commodity prices. So, did this maiden budget by the Unity Government hit the mark when it comes to its objectives while keeping to its fiscal consolidation promises? For more on this, we have on the line with us Julia Gove, Senior Economist at UOB Malaysia. Good morning, Julia. Always good to speak to you. First question, did the budget announcement largely come in line with your house expectations? What were your key takeaways? Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, yes, most of the projections were in line, uh, though some of the tax measures surprised. I think corporates are relieved there was no new windfall tax or prosperity tax 2.0, but overall they needed to offset some of the losses from the tax cuts through wealth transfers from other new tax measures like the luxury tax, the higher income tax rates for the higher income uh, brackets, the capital gains tax on unlisted companies, um, and also the return of the voluntary tax disclosure, disclosure. So overall, we thought there was a balance of measures that are positive for the economy, but without putting further strain on the government's finances, hence the narrower fiscal deficit. And the priority is very obvious. It's to continue assisting the lower income groups with the high cost of living, um, support the SMEs with lower taxes, financing guarantees, matching grants, um, higher development spending to a record of $97 billion, and also measures to spur investments in priority sectors and spur capital market activity. So just balancing the budget and bill, I mean, the federal government revenue is projected at about 291 billion ringgit, yet there are expectations of lower oil proceeds due to softer projected brand oil price assumptions. 
Can the government buffer this with higher direct tax collections, you know, especially since we do expect GDP growth to decelerate to about 4.5%? Well, despite the reduced uh, projections of oil, for oil earnings, the government actually projected a higher tax revenue overall, uh, $19 billion more compared to the initial budget table last year. And it's they expect that it will come mainly from higher direct taxes, about $11.7 billion, uh, particularly corporate taxes based on improved earnings prospects and also tax due from prosperity tax for year of assessment 2022. So it's the, the previous um, prosperity tax 1.0 that they will still be collecting it this year. And Julia, Prime Minister Datuk Sri Anwar expects government debt to reach 1.17 trillion or 62% of GDP by end of this year. How concerning is this and what will be key to lower these debt levels? It is concerning because the interest to service government debt is expected to rise to a record high of 46 billion ringgit this year. And that is close to 16% of your total revenue above the threshold of 15%. So it's, it's, so it, it continues to rise um, and we don't see an easy fix for this because it requires widening the revenue base with more sustainable non-oil revenue streams. Um, you also need to fix areas in, on the expenditure side like better spending efficiency, getting serious about the severe leakages reported, restructuring parts of the debt, and also restructuring parts of the government's fixed operating expenses. Okay, so let's build on one of those points, which is the revenue part, right? Do you think this was a missed opportunity for the government to forego GST? Instead, we got all these new taxes, such as luxury tax, vape tax, and in the future, capital gains tax for unlisted companies. But will this be enough to make up for the lack of GST and perhaps serious reform to our taxation system? So exactly as you said, when there is no GST, the government will continuously seek other ways to raise revenue. And these alternative taxes may not even bring in that much revenue, some of them, uh, and they could have other negative repercussions. For instance, raising tax rates for higher income thresholds, which is seen as progressive, but it could be negative for a country that is trying to retain and attract good talent. I think the main thing is GST ensures even the shadow economy pays their fair share of taxes because raising the tax rates now only affects those who are already paying taxes but not the informal segments. Uh, interestingly is that um, they expect to collect a combined $33 billion from the sales and service tax this year. Now, GST at its peak contributed $44 billion in 2017, so it's a shortfall of $10 billion. So there have been proposals to expand the current SST, which would be able to narrow that revenue gap. And the impact on inflation would also be lesser compared to introducing a new consumption-based tax like GST. And other tax incentives like for the e and &E sector, aerospace, Iskandar Malaysia, new airports, you know, green investments, you think, is it enough really to, to bring more investments and you know, accelerate digitization? You know? Are there any also other missed opportunities here from the government side? I think it's it is commendable uh, for the developing the Iskandar region, uh, you know, with with new incentives. But we have to see the details of that first. Uh, for the other sectors, I would say extension of tax incentives is positive. But we need to also see if these incentives are yielding the right results. Are they attracting the high value investments, creating the high paying jobs, 
uh, is it is it linked with uh, ensuring there's technology transfer and also helping the domestic supply chain and industries grow? Julia, the government did not give any details on the timing and method of targeted subsidies, despite sounding the need for it. Do you expect more clarity only after the upcoming state elections? Possibly, as the government actually raised the inflation outlook for this year to 28 to 3.8%. And so I think that takes into account the rollout of targeted subsidies, which is probably more likely in the second half of the year um, and after the state polls. They have already said that prices of chicken and eggs will be floated after June. So, you know, expecting that food inflation could pick up again. Um, but electricity tariffs are kept unchanged for now. Uh, but we do expect that even if, as they do uh, implement targeted subsidies, we think it will be gradual and staggered. Meanwhile, the government has increased its 2023 GDP projection to 4.5% from the previous estimate of 42 Is this in line with your house view? Uh, our GDP forecast is more conservative at 4%, uh, mainly because we factored in lower investments and export growth uh, amid a slower global outlook. But uh, I think there is potential upside for our forecast uh, if there re- we see a more compelling recovery for China, a more resilient US economy, and we don't see another spike up in inflation and a rush of raising interest rates again. All right. Thank you very much for your time. That was Julia Goh, Senior Economist at UOB Malaysia, giving us the details uh, of the budget from an economist perspective. Yeah, I think the interesting thing for her is that, you know, we have all these little taxes, right? Luxury taxes, e-cigarettes just will not replace the impact if you do GST. Uh, we have shortfall, right, by 10 billion exactly. ringgit, right? So where is that going to come from? Maybe one suggestion of hers is to extend the sales and service tax, right? That's a possibility. But for me... It was an okay budget. Nothing very surprising, I think. Uh, Very much a budget whereby you could sense that the Prime Minister is very aware of what's happening on the ground, the cost of living pressures, and the tone was very much directed at at the B40s and even the M40s. So I found it very interesting because we hear a lot about this budget not being populist by nature, but it's addressing the population. Yes. Um, Next, we'll be speaking to Sim Guan Gay, country tax leader of Deloitte Malaysia on the new taxes in budget 2023. Stay stay tuned for that BFM 89.9. This BFM budget 2023 special was brought to you by Marseille. Reinvent spaces. Enhance life. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the VFM app.